Welcome to this safe space in which we're exploring the frontiers of human evolution through our own multidimensionality. Hello and welcome back to Beyond Conscious, Becoming Multidimensional. I'm your host, Aisha Love, founder of Multidimensional You. In this second episode of season two, we're going to talk about you don't have a path, you are the path. So we're going to carry on with me sharing these downloads, wisdom teachings that I received in the spring of 2021. I am on a spring right now. It's close to the source of these headwaters in the Black Mountains of North Carolina, the Blue Ridge Mountains. This is where I've been living for the better part of the last seven months. It's been an amazing place to digest, if you will, apply, contemplate, explore, experience (laughs) these wisdom teachings that I received almost two years ago now. You will hear the spring behind me. It may sound like background noise, but it's put there very intentionally. I chose this spot very intentionally so that the outside world is very much a part of our experience. As we go on further into these downloads, you'll see the remembering about how important it is to be in the natural world as part of the natural world. It's kind of something as modern humans, we've been deluded into thinking that we're somehow not part of nature and the integrity of nature is so powerful to help us come back to center, to transform, to grow, and to evolve, which is what my sole purpose is all about and what this podcast is about. So I'm going to go ahead and read the entire download I received that that morning. Uh, I always get woken up super early. That's when the clearest downloads come. Okay, so you don't have a path, you are a path. No thing is external to you. You're entering a time in this embodiment when you live in a way that forgets the illusion of separation. You are no lonely wanderer, but a powerful field of fractalized light intent on collecting more fragments of self to show yourself and others what the reconstituted self brings to embodiment. The paradox is that while you retreat from public interaction, you are more and more connected to the greater collective than ever before. You will still oscillate between the separation consciousness view of the other and this new, truer view of all as one. It is in this contrast that you are discovering gold. That is to say, in the context of the freedom from suffering you seek, you begin to see the origin of the needless, non-evolutionary suffering of humanity based in separation. Most wait for a reunion of the God of their, with the God of their understanding at the moment of physical death. Now that you have died many times over in this embodiment, you understand that the homecoming you seek is always A-L-L. <laughs> available to you with each breath, in any form, on any planet. It is a surrender of self as separate that is important. That is to say, the dissolution of boundaries of identity as defined as individual and separate from that which surrounds you. It doesn't mean you lose all individual identity, but instead gain the multiplicity of self. Many have walked this path on earth. Tune into their vibronic photonic traces and you will find good company. (laughs) Okay, so there is a lot to unpack there, right? The first thing I'll do is share, we're out in nature and so let's talk about a few elements that have shown up and the location I'm in. So as we pulled up, my daughter looked up and saw the American Eagle. Oddly enough, the entire time I've been in the Blue Ridge Mountains, I haven't seen one eagle compared to living in the West in Montana and Idaho. And today for the first time as I'm about to reboot the podcast, the eagle shows up at the top of the mountain. So to me, eagle is a symbol of freedom. That's how uh, the American collective has assigned that symbol for themselves and defined it. And that's what this series is all about, is gaining 
personal sovereignty and true freedom coming off of the first episode of reclaiming ourselves as source, kind of that first step of going home and back up the ascension spiral is to acknowledge that we do see ourselves as separate, separate from some Godhead, separate from source, separate from the all that is, separate from the universe, whatever term you use to describe something greater, the greater intelligence or intelligent force and intention beyond, behind living creation. It doesn't really matter what we call it. The most important thing at this point in our growth is to acknowledge that if we have created a foundation based in seeing and feeling and being separate from that power, from that source, from that God, wow, that might really inform the way that we do human and what kind of reality we create. So not surprisingly, at the top of this morning, this aha or insight or just knowing came to me or observation, if you will, right? A lot of what we're doing here is kind of like the scientific method. I've often said science is only as good as the questions that it dares to ask. So let's be scientists, explorers, adventurers, seekers, right? However you want to think of that. I like to like to blend in and not relegate this journey to something other than modern life, right? We're re really looking to blend this all together now uh, because clearly the surface state of the planet, what we have been doing hasn't been working all that well. We're ready for something new. And so a lot will be deconstructing, right? <laughs> so if we contemplate, as we were invited to in the last episode, ourselves as source, how might that fundamentally change the way we approach our self-perception? You know where I'm going with this. We would begin to get out of feeling like there was something wrong with us. And maybe we are an authentic individual expression of the Godhead of source out to experience, collect information and bring it home as it were. That's a very different mindset to bring to your human experience. Maybe I'm a very valid expression of the intelligent intention behind all living creation. And that's a game changer. You are no lonely wanderer, but a powerful field of fractalized light intent on gathering up all of your fractals and fragments in order to remember what this reconstituted, not fractured or fragments itself can bring to human embodiment, bringing the coherent field back together in order to go back to the original creationary impulse, which is contemplation and the thought form. So again, we're not busy, 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 busy. We're taking a moment to pull way back and question the very foundation of our mindset and how we approach being human and I would say creating, but first really most of us were conditioned into surviving <laughs> life on earth, let alone creating life on earth. And so the paradox, this, this can be tricky, right? Because you think, well, I can't just leave everything behind. Well, you can, it's a choice. But as you leave everything behind and retreat into yourself more to be with yourself, ironically, paradoxically, you are more connected to the greater collective than ever before because you're expanding now into frequencies of your own higher self, right? That vertical column, which then can tap laterally at that level into the higher self collective of humanity. This has really interesting applications. Uh, it's not just a mystical exercise. It can mean huge innovations across all sectors of our civilization. When we begin to tap that strata 
of higher dimensional self. You've heard me talk about the multidimensional self in season one and all of the different aspects that you can tap when you start to move up in your multidimensional codex, uh, kind of like you're tapping different inner councils and all of their lived experience and wisdom of their own individual experience, as well as their collective experience. We're talking different planets, different dimensions. So there's that incredible inner tech transfer. Okay, so then the download and the wisdom teaching, Kate went on to talk about, you will still oscillate between separation consciousness of the other. And this new truer view of all is one. And in that moment of recognizing that there is a bit of a relief, I can feel it in the field when we shift into that mode, because all of a sudden it's not just you up against the world and all of this hierarchical, competitive, comparative sort of constructs that are very valid as an experience and giving you contrast. But I'm guessing if you're listening to this podcast, you're not interested in staying in those constructs much longer because you see what they result in. And it's not an incredibly harmonic, <laughs> easy type of existence. So in the contrast of I'm separate from everything around me, including other people versus wait a minute, we're all part of one, right? The law of one, we're discovering gold, right? Here's the alchemy. In this context of seeking freedom from suffering and greater, just greater freedom in general, you begin to see the origin of non-evolutionary suffering, which is on the hamster wheel doing the same lifetime over and over and over and over again. I'm sure many of you have read Many Lives, Many Masters by Dr. Brian Weiss. I started there way back at the beginning of my awakening. I needed, you know, somebody with some credentials to make sure I wasn't, you know, totally crazy. And you'd, you'd really like to get off that hamster wheel, that same, that merry-go-round over and over creating the same thing. And you begin to understand that the way to do that is to recognize the growth lies in coming back to the realization that you are source. Not in the sense of, you know, the all-powerful being that will do the great judgment of everyone, right? There's some fair amount of distortion there. You will be your own judge and jury at the end of your life, during your life review. You will observe all that you created in terms of feelings, what you said, and you will observe that yourself and make your own conclusions to take on with you into whatever other experiences freedom that we're seeking, the self-sovereignty, self-liberation, everything that I stand for. The reason why at 15 I was listening to you 2 and Bono talk about Amnesty International and just lit up and created a chapter at my high school and did fundraisers and got a whole bunch of students to write letters to heads of state overseas to release their prisoners of conscience, right? So fire in me at such a young age has to do with this concept that we may be keeping ourselves in our own prisons based in the idea that we are somehow separate from the source of all creation. Doesn't even make sense anymore, does it? <laughs> and so most, most of us will wait until the end of this physical life, right? Moment of death, there's lots of near-death experience, people who have literally heart stopped, brain dead, having these incredible experiences, sharing them with the world now. You can find a lot of them on YouTube. And profound, beautiful experiences that all speak to what we're talking about here today. The good news is that we don't have to wait till physical death to allow ourselves to turn over our embodiment. It's in this letting go and dying at the identity construct level, right? Sometimes called the ego, that we can begin to understand that we are already home. <laughs> and that the homecoming that we're looking for isn't outside of us, it's an inside job. So we're redirecting back inward. And you, you know, I'm pointing to my heart because that's where 
all of this takes place is coming back into the heart of who we are. And when you think about you being the deepest of wells that never runs dry, like we talked about episode one, it makes sense. The heart organ itself is designed to send flow out and receive flow back in. We are the microcosm of the macrocosm and vice versa. Nested fractals, Russian dolls, different sizes, but same process of the living plasmas of creation flowing into the system and back out. So each moment, the good news is we have an opportunity to let go of who we've been. Each breath, whatever form you take, whatever planet you happen to be on, maybe these wisdom teachings and rememberings are making their way beyond this galaxy even, right? These are for everyone, the big one, O-N-E, not just humanity. So what's important to reiterate is the surrender of self is, is separate. So you don't have a path that's outside of you somehow. You are the path itself. You are unfolding from within. You are creating new reality fills with your living plasmas of consciousness. And so dissolving the boundaries of identity. <laughs> so maybe just take a moment and think about all the ways maybe at a cocktail party, your kid's soccer practice, <laughs> next to a stranger on an airplane, when they ask you, what do you do? Notice they don't ask, who are you? <laughs> what do you be? What do you do? It's, we often answer not with, I do this, but I am. So these are some of the constructs in our language that you can begin to play with and take them over in new ways and play around with them and start to qualify them is kind of what I'm being shown right now. So if you do something for a living, but your heart really isn't in it, you know, you can begin to give yourself the latitude and liberty to say things like, well, for right now to pay the rent, I do this for a living, but my heart is really in, I am a musician, I am an artist, I'm an innovator, I am, my, you know, your sole purpose might be to serve others. You just like really, really like helping other people, even though you may not have built that into your, and again, it doesn't mean that we lose all individual identity. So much of this process of evolution and growth in my direct experience, both my, my own journey and then working with lots of people around the world, is watching the resistance that comes up, um, almost like not wanting to let go of an old toy, uh, like a child, like, oh, I've had that so long, I can't give that up, that's who I am, that's who I am. And just recognizing, and that's okay, because that's where you've gotten your sense of psychic safety. But maybe you're actually gonna gain something by letting go. And that gain is the multiplicity of self. It's this incredible unfoldment from within tapping so much more of your own structure. And then some encouragement at the end of this, that particular morning's download, many have walked this path on earth, tune into their vibronic photonics, so photonic traces. This is how shamans and um, animal communicators can sense, you know, ah, bear has walked here, I can feel the photonic trace. Uh, so we can tune into these, what often people who are not living like that will call masters and in every experience I've had with them, they are incredibly encouraging, kind, <laughs> and patient, right? Sometimes our guide, our spirit guides aren't that patient because they know we need a bit of a kick in the pants <laughs> or we'll be st stuck in stagnant energy. But in this case, you'll find these groups, these collectives are very available, but we do have to make the effort to reach them, right? We can't stay in our old constructs and expect them to be always reaching down, trying to pull us out. That would be rescuing. <laughs> And really the project here on earth is growth, evolution, self-salvation. So the final thing coming in for this 
second episode is you don't have to find who to follow. You don't have to find a path. You don't have to find the right path. You don't have to find an external authority figure that you think will solve it for you. You can begin to recognize that you are the path itself. And as you allow yourself this huge shift out of feeling separate from source, you recognize now that you are one of many very powerful, valid, vested with the creational intention itself aspects of source. You could see yourself as a field agent, <laughs> right? Explorer, anything that creates a bit of lightness of being. The masters I interact with, including one who's part of my own multidimensional field, Gujit Ran, if you've been following me for any time, you, you know who I'm talking about. He's an ascetic that lives in the Himalayas and he's an ecstatic joy all of the time. Not because he has to try to maintain that. It's just because he let everything that wasn't that fall away. <laughs> so he's my hero. <laughs> and when I get stuck, uh, I often turn to him and he often uses laughter to displace that kind of stuck energy of overthinking, over ruminating, not seeing a way through. So there it is an example of what we gain. The multiplicity of self, the multidimensional self can bring you other human aspects, maybe more evolved than you, a few steps ahead or you know, a few thousand ahead of you on this path, let alone your other galactic aspects and other higher dimensional collectives that you're a part of. There's so much that opens up here and I'm really excited to share it with you. Sending you so much love as we wrap up the second episode.